0: Beautiful people, I love. I hope everybody is doing great. I am doing amazing. I um, anytime I get a chance to see my kids, it actually uh, brings such a dimension to my life. Like I love my kids. Asia is my only biological, but that includes my son, her sister, like all of the young people that I love. Like young people just are a part of my heart and purpose. And so anytime I get a chance to connect with them. And just really thrills my heart. Let's see if I need to update y'all on anything. Um, hey, a thing happened that it just warmed my heart. So I was flying from Atlanta to Chicago, and I was actually having a phone conversation, which is rare for me, while I was in the airport, you know, just waiting aboard the flight. And I was just shooting the shit. And um, I was talking to the, the person on the phone. I was telling him about the podcast and, you know, just the things that I talk about and that kind of a thing. And then somehow some things came up where I was talking about dealing with things with my father and how some of those things were challenging and how, you know, I got through those things. So... There was a young man that was sitting right next to me. I wasn't even, I know he was there, but I wasn't mindful of him in that way because I was engaged in my conversation. So when I was getting off the plane, he, well, he was sitting in front of me and he said, hey, I need to listen to your show. And by this time, I completely forgot that I was even talking about the podcast and I was looking like, what? And then when I was walking, I was like, oh, he's talking about the podcast. So anyway, fast forward. We get our luggage and I saw him outside. And so I said, hey, I said, did you hear the name of the podcast? He said, I didn't. And I said, it's the Winning Mind podcast. He said, "Okay, I'm about to look it up right now. He said, because I was like, she making people cry and she talking about real stuff. Then he said, I don't know if you were speaking about your father, but I heard you say this and I can relate to that. And I said, yep, absolutely. So anyway, I gave him the podcast information and he was like, can I have a hug? And I was just like, such a beautiful thing. All that to say, you never know when you're out and about in the world, just doing whatever it is that you do, who you run into, who you impact. So sometimes we we can think that our lives don't really affect people and we really don't know how much they actually affect people. So shout out to Tavis for, you know, just that, that warm interaction and just lets me know that. You know, I'm doing the thing that I meant to do. What are we talking about today? I was having a conversation with someone about monogamy, right? And I made a statement and I said, first of all, before I even get into the conversation, let me tell y'all this. If you really want a real relationship, of any sort, you're going to have to be real and you're going to have to dig into truths about yourself that may be uncomfortable without running away from those truths, right? I was having a conversation with someone about relationships and monogamy and I made a statement and I said, I'm not naturally monogamous. And so, of course... Do you speaking to a man, that probably sends all kind of red flags. Like, what? You're a cheater, or you're this or you're that. And I didn't say that. And I said, I'm not naturally monogamous. I said, but when I'm in a relationship, I don't cheat. And he said, basically, like, how is that even possible? When I say I'm not naturally monogamous, I naturally crave variety. I crave variety in food and conversation and experiences. Like, I get very, very easily bored. And that's just the way that I am. And what I find, too, is that I outgrow people, places, things in my quest to fulfill my soul's mission. So I heard somebody say, I'm only monogamous to my soul's purpose or to my life's calling or to my mission. And while it may have sounded selfish, I could really understand what she was saying, because what she was saying, though, is is such a conflict to to the constructs and things that we've been taught that we're, quote unquote, supposed to live by. So anyway, I was having this conversation and I was saying that I'm not naturally monogamous, I like variety. That doesn't mean that, okay, I'm in a relationship and so now I need another partner because one partner can't fulfill me, right? But what I was saying to this person as well is that I think that if you don't have these kinds of conversations, you end up in something that you, you, number one, you don't know what it is that you're getting into. You don't know who it is that you're actually getting into it with. You don't really know if you share core values with that person and you're just, just moving along into something and um, not mindful, I said when people don't have these conversations, they're going to bump into major problems. But I think that you should have these conversations and see, like, do we agree on this? And if we don't, it's okay that we part ways. But when I say that I'm not naturally monogamous, that is very, very true. Like outside of a relationship, I enjoy having discussions with more than one person and being mentally stimulated and having engaging conversations with more than one person. Like, I really enjoy that. I don't find anything wrong with that. However, within a relationship or within a partnership, I understand that boundaries are important. I understand that certain things are not okay within the context of this this partnership. So I'm not going to go outside of the relationship to have quote-unquote, my needs met, if you will, of any sort, right? But then that brings me back to the other thing. I don't look for a partner to fulfill my needs. I don't look for a partner to um, be something for me that I'm not a myself or to add a dimension. I do believe that people can add value and add dimensions to your lives that may not exist, but I already have a life, a valuable life, a beautiful life. And so my partner is just going to enhance that, right? So, some of us have truths, or preferences, or things about us that other people don't know, and we have suppressed those truths, and we won't, we won't share those truths because. Of the fallout, and so what happens is it causes us to live a life of betrayal. We are betraying ourselves because there's a part of us that we haven't given voice to or expression to. That doesn't mean that you always have to. I'm not. I'm not even necessary. I'm not talking about sex. That is so so for y'all, dirty minds. That's not what I'm saying. But being able to live fully in the truth of who you are. And I think it's why so many other problems exist in relationships, because we have suppressed our truths. We've suppressed our preferences. We've suppressed our deepest desires and um, it creates conflict within us. So quite naturally, if you have conflict within yourself, you're going to have conflict within your relationship because you're bringing it. So At first, I felt like, because the person was like, "Uh, Letitia, you sound like a cheat. And I said, no, I'm not a cheat. It's almost like, or a cheater, it's almost like I naturally gravitate to carbs. I can make a conscious choice and decision that I won't eat those based on my values, based on, you know, things that I choose to do and what I want in my health. So I think cheating is a choice. Going outside of your relationship for whatever, for sexual, for emotional, for anything is a conscious choice. So I can say that I'm Not naturally a monogamous person and I can also choose monogamy and not and choose consciously choose it and not be unfulfilled in choosing but living within my truth and choosing so and so sometimes I think that we don't understand that you can have two seemingly conflicting realities that are both true at the same time what do I mean by that you can feel two like, some days I could feel completely grateful for something, and then I could feel also annoyed by something. Like, I think sometimes we we want to live in absolutes, and I think that we are much more complex and layered than that. And sometimes we just, you know, we just try and force ourselves into living in a way and being in a way that is not really real, right? So... In my last relationship, I didn't cheat. I didn't even think about cheating. Like, it just didn't even cross my mind, like, because uh, cheating is a character choice for me, right? So it has nothing to do with what it is that I feel like my needs are and that kind of a thing. So then let me tell y'all the other part of this conversation. What happens when cheating happens within a relationship? So... Both men and women cheat, right? I don't have the statistics on who cheats the most because everybody ain't getting caught. But I do know women that cheat. I do know that I've spoken to many men and they say that, like, when they're on dating sites or whatever, that a lot of women, married women, are reaching out to them. And they're reaching out to them strictly for their physical sexual needs to be met because their husbands may be dealing with uh, some form of sickness or some form of erectile dysfunction. And so they want to get their physical needs met, right? But then um, men are always labeled the cheaters, right? However, what happens when somebody cheats in a relationship? Let's just say the man does it in this instance. The woman is upset because we internalize cheating to make it mean something about us. But if you go deeper than that, who Are you willing to take responsibility for your part in the breakdown of the relationship, for your part in the disconnect in the relationship? Maybe cheating was was the, the ultimate act of betrayal, if you will, but most people won't take part for how they're showing up in the relationship. It's just like you did this thing to me, right? And a lot of women... We want to be the victim. We we want to be the victim. He did this thing to me. He's a cheater, and we don't want to own our parts. Can you make somebody do something? Absolutely not. But you can create, contribute to creating to a certain environment within your relationship, a certain energy within your relationship, right? And... Some Sometimes the way people cope, some people cope through drinking, some people cope through eating, like you over there, you eating your calories and he cheating his calories. You know, we just we just have different coping mechanisms. I'm not saying right or wrong, but the one thing that I'm discovering more and more and more is just like more truths about myself. And rather than making those truths right or wrong, I said this in the podcast, it's just a truth, right? It's just something that I discovered. I can't actually remember the quote, but the gist of it was, you'll have your most growth and your most success when you can accept truths about yourself without running away from those truths. And when your truths cause you to be painted in a light that goes against everything that you've been taught, or everything that you've been taught to believe in, or everything that you thought was right, or whatever the case may be, a lot of times it can be really hard to accept that truth about yourself, or you go and suppress the truth about yourself. The one thing that I can say is that on this work, on this inner journey, I've discovered some beautiful things about myself, like, wow, I've also discovered some things that were pretty painful realities about myself, but rather than make them right or wrong, they just are, right? And if it's something that I desire to change, then I can just look at it through through reality, not rose-colored lenses, look at them soberly and say, hey, here's what I'd like this to be. So I'm all about just like, being real and what i find is that i talk to people i see people i know things right i'm pretty discerning and a lot of people live in realities and real is the operative word in reality and there's it's not real however it can be very, very difficult to live in a space of truth and authenticity. And so I can understand why a lot of people don't do it. I can understand why a lot of people are like, okay, hey, this this is just the little the bubble that we've created, the story, the narrative, and we're just going to run with it because to deal in truth means I'm going to have to do go on a journey of discovery and I'm going to have to deal with some things and confront some things about myself that I may or may not want to see, you know? So... How are you showing up in your relationships? I did another podcast called Act Like You Know. Like, what is it that you're pretending not to know? And I think that we are inherently selfish creatures. Selfish is Selfishness is tied to survival, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. But we are inherently selfish, and we're going to do what we need to do to get the outcomes that we most desire. Right. And so even in relationships, if that means you're going to lie, you may not overtly lie, but suppressing your truth is a form of lying. Right. Lie, manipulate or do whatever is necessary to garner the results that we desire to have in the relationship. But at what cost? At what cost? I know for me, I can feel things in my heart and soul. So if something feels not real, not true, not congruent with who I am, if something feels empty, I can't, I'm not going to be able to remain in it because to do so would be to betray myself, right? To do so would be to betray myself to remain in a space that just doesn't feel true to me. I've done it. And I'm, I'm not at the place in my life where I'm going to keep betraying myself to make, other people happy or to keep other people from feeling discomfort. My coach helped me to see this before and he said, Letitia, and this was probably the beginning of this, this, this understanding because I was like, you know, I just keep it real. I just keep it a buck. I just keep it 100. He was like, but you don't. What? He said, Letitia, you're not showing up in your relationships authentically. And I was like, say more about that. He said, you're not showing up in your relationships in the fullness of who you are. There are certain parts of yourself that you hold back in relationships because of how people might perceive you. And so you strategically show up in this way because this is acceptable to this person or this group of people. And then this is over here is acceptable to these group of people. And so he was like, you strategically maneuvered through it basically. So you're not really feeling the discomfort. He said, however, the person that you have really grown into and the person that you have grown to be, he was like, until you allow that person to show up, And you are willing to deal with the fallout of what happens in the other relationships. He said, you really have a codependent excuse for non-growth. I was like, oh, and I was like, well, there's a reason for that because I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to, he said, you don't want to be uncomfortable. You don't want to be more so than you don't want to hurt people, more so than you don't want to deal with their discomfort. You don't want to deal with your discomfort and being the person who has grown and probably outgrown some of the relationships and spaces where you currently are. You don't want to be looked at like the asshole. You don't want to be looked at as the person who is this, you know, this person. And so you will settle into a place that is too small for you. And he told me, he said, what will ultimately happen? He said, with this regression, he said, is that you will start to experience things that you thought you had moved through because you're now in a space that's too small for you. He said, in any relationship, there is influence. And the stronger person is going to be the influencer. And if you posture yourself the way that you you keep posturing yourself, he said, they are influencing you not to be who you really are. And so he's just like, hey, this is the kind of growth Um, that is gonna be necessary. And them words hit me, like I don't even eat steak. Like I was chewing on a piece of steak with uh, no teeth, okay? It was a lot for me to take in and a lot for me to chew on, Because it was like, how am I not showing up and I'm not being real? Like for a minute, I was offended, right? But what offends you reveals you. He wasn't afraid to offend me because he didn't need anything from me. But he was giving me this truth to say, hey, you've grown into this person and nobody knows about this person because you're afraid of what's going to happen to the relationships around you. You're afraid of the disruption that's going to happen when you actually show who you truly are. But by doing so, You're actually denying yourself the rich addition of other relationships that are waiting for you, other experiences, other spaces in life by just, you know, straddling the fence and playing it comfortable and not wanting to hurt people. And I said, okay. I think I might go back and listen listen to my dialogue with my coach, because it was recorded as well. Um, but I said, okay. I said, but here's the thing. I said, I used to, in times past, feel like I was the person who always outgrew relationships. And I used to feel like the bad guy because now this relationship no longer it, feel, it no longer feels congruent with my life. And so I feel like the bad guy. And I'm like, I get labeled the funny acting person, the this, the that, and he was fighting. And that's just something that you're going to have to deal with. If you know that in your heart, you're not coming from a place of malice, you're not coming from a place of ill will and ill intention, and you are just growing, understand that when you grow, you outgrow. When you grow, you outgrow. You outgrow people, places, things, mindsets, like what worked for you to get you to a certain place or what worked for you last year. You may grow into a different version of yourself and now you need something else. And so if you are not constantly checking in with yourself, you just betray yourself by default. Like I was having a conversation. This this has been a running theme, it seems like, with my clients. I was having a conversation with about three of my clients and we were talking about, because i always check in with my clients not just with their businesses but what do you need for you like what do you need to give to yourself and none of them knew because what used to work ain't working no more and so what what that actually what that actually signifies to me is that baby you've grown You've grown and you didn't recognize your growth, and so now at this level of your growth, what worked before doesn't work now, and so your discovery is to find out what it is that you need now and give it to yourself, right? Because they they were like they just feel kind of you know just just what's the word I want to say I I, want, I feel this way I just feel just almost like an inner upheaval. Like, um, I don't know how to describe it, but I know it when it's, I know when I feel it and I know it when I recognize it in somebody else. But it's like, okay, what do you need to give to yourself? What's going to nourish your soul now? What kind of relationships? Like, what kind of self, what do you need for yourself? It's critical, right? To, to care for yourself in this way because that is the thing that's going to empower you to live in the most truth. Like, what is it that you actually need? The hard part is when you have to break up with the things and with the people that no longer meet the need. Now, going back to what my coach was saying, he was saying, Letitia, I know you don't want to be this person. It's just an unfortunate reality when you are a person who has made personal growth a commitment. And he was like, it's just just, just an unfortunate reality that people are going to get upset and, I've, and then that, I can't tell y'all how many times that has happened in my life where I feel like I was the pillar and I moved and then and, and people got pissed off because I moved or I grew or I expanded, right? And it's just, it's just one of the things that I've had to live with in my life about being misunderstood, even with family. But let me tell y'all what I learned when I need to leave a relationship or a situation. I can leave something with, without abandonment, without just like abruptly like, okay, I'm out, I'm done, right? And so as you grow and as you learn, you mature, you get more tools, you get tools of communication, you get tools so that the goal is to leave people in relationships and situations better than you found them. But all of this has been learning and growth. Like what truths might be um, yours to discover or what truths are, what do you know to be true about you that you are really just not acknowledging because of the discomfort that is going to uh, stir up in you and maybe decisions. You know how when you know something, then you become accountable for that knowledge. And so again, it's easier to act like you don't know because when you don't know something, you feel like you don't need to do anything differently. However, your soul knows the truth. Your soul knows when you're living a lie. Like you may not have to make a decision out really, but what at what cost? At what cost? I, I talk to people and they tell me they can't sleep, they can't rest, they're not resting well. Like because your soul is troubled. Your soul is disturbed, right? Because there is something that your soul, your spirit is trying to communicate to you and you're suppressing it, right? To get you to the place probably that you say that you desire to go. Let me tell y'all, if living authentically and truthfully was easy, everybody would do it. Why do people create fake realities and things like that on social media and create certain perceptions? Because... It's easier to live in this reality than my, this 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 fake reality, of which I shouldn't even use that word, than the truth of what my own reality is. I desire my life to be one that is lived truthfully, thoroughly, authentically, transparently, so that what you see posted which most of my life ain't posted, but I'm just saying and who I am, that they really are congruent, right? That I don't have to have this life that um, I need people or this person that I need people to perceive me as, but the reality is really a shit show. No, 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 no. I need this to be real all the way through. And so that has been a journey for me. Even when my coach told me that, that has been a journey for me because sometimes I still feel... The guilt of the guilt of growth, the guilt of growing and expanding uh, exponentially in the people that are around me have it. Right. And he said, as much as you may feel hurt or you may feel uncomfortable, he said, gifting them the next level of the relationship that does not include you or that does not include you in the way that it has. He said it really is a gift to them because it's a gift to their own growth. And he said, they may not see it that way at the time, but that's not something that you can be responsible for. So in retrospect, I really look at it as like, he was inviting me to truth and authenticity in a way that I had not experienced yet. But he was also inviting me to move away from codependency and moving away from making myself responsible for other people's emotions and responsible for other people's response to my growth, right? Because it was um, by me doing that, I'm deflecting. And I'm not paying attention to my own path and what my own path, the invitations on my own path, but I'm I'm, I'm just looking at this like, okay, I don't want to make this person uncomfortable yet. The truth is I didn't want to be uncomfortable and I don't want to say, you know, or, or, or really deal with the reality that, man, I outgrew this relationship again. I'm telling y'all, the hardest, I want to say probably one of the hardest, the most beautiful parts about being me and the hardest parts about being me is the way that I grow. So I'm constantly growing, learning, evolving, becoming a different version of myself spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, mentally, and then when 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 I talk to people and their conversation or their mindsets are just constant and they don't shift, it actually is deeply saddening to me because I find value in the people or just value in the relationship. It could be the longevity, it could be whatever. And then the hard part is in my heart when I know that, God, I'm different. There's really no commonality here. And that's what my coach was talking about. He was saying, move through those relationships, move out of and into those relationships where you can really be of service and where you can just show up fully, 100% is who you are. And I realized that a lot of people don't know me, right? Because in suppressing certain truths, I didn't allow them to know me because I know to to allow it to be fully expressed means this relationship is going to shift. And having had that happen so often, I just didn't want to deal with all of this comfort. So anyway, all that to say, wrapping up all of that, I know I started off talking about monogamy and cheating and being non-monogamous or that. But the, the core of what I'm saying is, what are some of your deepest truths that you either are ignoring are not expressing are not acknowledging and what is it actually costing you right what is it actually costing you to not acknowledge express or live in your deepest truths and what will be the fallout if you do that i'm i'm a, I'm a real advocate of counting the cost, right doing this even incrementally has cost me a lot but it hasn't cost me my peace of mind and it hasn't cost me like my self-integrity. So some things you got to weigh out, like the price that you're willing to pay for peace in your life. You know, and we all have different values. We all have things that mean the most to us. But for me, peace is priceless, right? Peace is priceless and being able to rest well, knowing that how I'm showing up in life is really a true reflection of who I am. Not in a perfect way, right? But in a way that is real, in a way that really honors my deepest truth. So um, I just want to bring light to that and encourage you to dig a little bit into the truth about your relationships, your relationship with yourself, your children, your partners, your business. Do you know what I mean? Just your health, like, How are you showing up for you? And are you showing up truthfully and authentically? And if not, it's never too late to get on that journey um, and start to express and live out those truths, even when it makes other people uncomfortable. Because the more you live your life to please other people, which is the reason why most of us don't do it, the less you will be pleased. I love each and every one of you. all. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Share the podcast.